Welcome to Confab, the podcast where we rant, rave, and break down all things in the entertainment world. I'm your host, Rachel Steinkamp. And I'm Lindsay Howard, and today we're chatting about Captain America news, a new Five Nights at Freddy's game trailer, and a new game called No Man's Sky. About halfway through, we're also going to discuss this week's episode of Game of Thrones, which was called The Door. But don't worry, before that happens, we'll give you a heads up so you don't have to worry about getting any spoilers by accident. For now, though, I'm going to pass it back to Rachel so she can introduce our first story. Rach? Sounds good. <laughs> well, we'll begin off with some comic news for you. Captain America Steve Rogers number 1 debuted this week. Sam Wilson, a.k.a. the Falcon, has been filling in for the Captain while he was away. But now that he's back, Marvel decided to change him a little bit. The issue ended with the revelation that Steve Rogers is, and has always been, an undercover agent for Hydra. This is only the first issue, and okay, I'm sure they'll restore Captain America to his glory, but the intriguing question is, how? Was he brainwashed? Is he actually like a triple agent? Do we have a twin twist? (laughs) I mean, the thing is, right, this is the 75th anniversary, I think, or... Something like that. Some kind of big anniversary. And they're like, yeah, okay, for his anniversary, you want to make him the one thing that he hates. Because Captain America was created to sort of combat the fear of Nazis and everything. And now he's basically working for them, which is, you know, class It has always been. Class Apparently. I mean, it was weird (laughs) that he wanted so badly to be in the war and everything. But I've also read that... The creators are saying, look, don't freak out. Just wait till the end of the storyline, and then maybe you won't panic. But, I mean, it would make his bond with Bucky even stronger. I'll give it that. I've heard that the writers for this version of the Captain love their twists and turns. I'm sorry, I don't have their names uh, pulled up here on my notes, unfortunately. But I heard they are the masters of twist and you will never see whatever they're pulling coming. I hope not. It also allows them to have two Captain America comics at the same time, though. Yeah. The Falcon is having his Captain America one and Steve Rogers is having his own. I am not the biggest comic person. I'm starting to get into them. A free comic book day kind of pulled me in a little bit and I have some more issues on the way (laughs) my friend my friend he doesn't buy the comics because if you get a marvel subscription you can read them all online whenever you want to so i'm thinking about maybe doing that yeah and i didn't know that was a thing because i was like it's going to be super expensive if i want to try and buy all of the comics especially if you want to get nice copies of them seriously on like we might have to but it's it's great for people who want to get into the comics but don't want to have to buy them individually and really like you know because it's going to be a lot of money to spend to get all of them So it might be interesting for people who have considered it, but haven't really gotten into it. Well, I think also it's the, the question always is with these comics, where do I start? Yeah. And I feel like because this is an issue number one for a Steve Rogers comic, hey, this is probably a perfect time to, let's start this. I recently, as I said, I just started getting into them for a free comic book day. And I picked up a number one for a Justice League of America one. (laughs) <laughs> of course you did. Of course. I <laughs> sorry, I am a DC girl. I like my Justice League. I've the comics I've read, I love the Justice League ones. But the it's really is, strange. I I just I'm actually really into this. Like I don't I didn't like it at first, but like there's something to me about either fake villains or like people who change sides that I find just fascinating, like why they did it how they got convinced to be evil, that sort of thing. So I may have to read these because they sound phenomenally interesting. Well, I heard that with this issue that they kept on having flashbacks of him going to Hydra meetings with his mother growing up, which... Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I want it. I want to read it really bad now, but... I really, I want to see how they restore him, though. My favorite thing is just people freaking out over it. Also, oh, we covered... We covered Captain America like two weeks ago, and we did three weeks ago. Two, goodness me, two. I I'm so terrible. Two weeks ago, we covered the. It's our first episode. I know. I'm. Time flies when you have finals, man. Um, oh yeah, just so much. But when we covered that, we talked about a certain moment between Captain America and Agent Thirteen. And the other thing happening with Captain America right now is that people have started the hashtag "Give Captain America a Boyfriend," which. They want him and Bucky to be a ship, which personally, I don't see it, 
because of what's happened. I say it's like him. a broship. Yeah, no, I know. If, if they were going to do that, I would honestly see it more with Falcon and Bucky than I do with Steve and Bucky right now. But I, I will agree with you on that one. Yeah, but I mean, with what's been happening with Agent 13 throughout his movies, like, especially the second one, didn't we see her kind of like nudging up on him a little bit too? So, or without the Avengers, hmm, I don't know. I don't remember. But I did, I didn't, I do remember it wasn't a surprise to me that she did that because I feel like I had seen something before which led up well, to that moment. 13 and the captain, I believe, are together in the comics or have been together in the comics mm. because. Well, I mean, she's now, Carter's I, niece, right? Yeah, and I could be completely wrong about this. Like I said, I'm not the biggest comic person, so I don't have all the knowledge. Um, I believe that in the comics that 13 or Peggy's ancestor, whatever you want to call her, um, looked just like Peggy. Yeah. And that was the, hey. I mean, this one obviously is more blonde, <laughs> but... And obviously, she has an act for revenge. Yeah. I mean, it would have been funny to me if they had used the same actress. That would have been just bizarre. But I don't know. I'm looking forward to evil, maybe evil Cap and whether or not Marvel decides to throw in some, you know, LGBT relationships. Because I feel like they're doing that with Disney now. They want Elsa to have a girlfriend, things like that. So it's become a thing now. We'll see where it goes. On to the next story. Yeah. Um, so on the 21st, which was earlier this week, of course, um, the new Five Nights at Freddy's video game trailer was released. And there have been four of these games in the main franchise, which is just the Five Nights at Freddy's. And then there's also been a sort of kind of MMO sort of situation with, um, with Five Nights, the whole like world situation where you collect characters and you go fight this boss and everything and at the end of the game and i'm not going to give away spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the ending um or play the ending essentially what happens is you find out about the creator and you find out about a new character named baby and there's not a whole lot that we know about her but people are thinking that this new trailer that's been released one of the animatronics might be baby maybe she's featured in this game in some other kind of way Essentially, this is an underground bunker of some kind, perhaps, because it says deep underground, um, you know, secrets remain hidden and anger is restless, but it won't um, remain that way and things like that. It's called Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location, and we've been hearing about the sister location throughout the other games, so that's not entirely surprising. Um, I am quite interested because it is sufficiently creepy and it kind of ties in the other games by bringing flashbacks of them into the trailer and it says things like don't hold it against us and you don't know what we've been through i love that they say been through rather than been through and uh i'm looking forward to it it says it's coming out in the fall but knowing scott coth and the creator of the games it'll come out whenever he feels like it <laughs> so we could see it next week we could see it tomorrow we don't know but this is also riding on the heels It'd be a of Scott thing. Yeah, it would, and they're already going through the whole like we're making a movie. I really want the movie to come out just bizarrely early. That would be so <sighs> Scott. It would be hysterical, but it would be. I'm looking forward to it. I've been following the games. I've been following all the theories about it. Obviously, we both have for ages. I'm pumped. I'm done with this series. I'm really. Just... <sighs> I, we don't need another one. I feel like this is just diluting the series. And why do we need another one of these games? We're getting a movie. I'm starting to get sick of the franchise. That said, yes, I'm going to be watching the theories. I'm going to be watching the game of this. The thing but... is, right, if you... Because FNAF World, um, Five Nights at Freddy's World, um, it seemed absolutely ridiculous. And it completely is. It is like a parody of all of those like collect fighters and go fight people games. And it's bizarre, and I would never personally play it. I have watched pieces of gameplay because I was curious, and I don't think I would play it. But I have seen the ending of it during a um, like a live stream event that someone was hosting. The ending, to me, makes this game a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. And again, I don't want to give spoilers away, but it was extremely dark. Very surprising. It was very Scott, and... 
I think that the game will be interesting because it may not actually be tied directly to the original games based on the things that are shown and the ending of FNAF World. So it could be sort of like a spin-off series, which could be fun. I just... This game is getting... This franchise is getting out of hand, I feel like. It's like Harry Potter is. That is a discussion for another day with Harry <laughs> Potter. I'm just saying. But, okay, if we're just going to break down the trailer, that cl- clown in it is the freakiest thing ever. See, that clown is the so character creepy. that people think might be Baby, and they've been thinking that since FNAF World came out. Um, at the end of the game, you, you get introduced to a baby and think that people are saying oh is that a character is that like an actual baby and they're saying well maybe this clown thing is called baby which makes it 10 times creepier because if you remember i think it was the second game you remember the wind-up toy where it says don't wake the baby they think it's directly related to that which could be extra creepy it'll be another thing of reddit and everyone on the wiki trying to go through the games and figuring out piecing everything together and a million more theory videos. I love but theory hey, videos, be... though. They're yes. Fun. Even if I don't play or watch the games, I love the theory videos. Because you still kind of learn about the games, but you also get all the, like, questions about it. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. I love the quote, Don't hold it against us. You don't know what we've been through. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what we've been through. It's another FNAF. <laughs> uh, fair. Fair. <laughs> Oh gosh, so you wanted to talk about a new game that's entirely on its own. So, there's some news to go along with this. It's the game No Man's Sky, and I'll kind of preface preface it with what the game is. Um, It's an upcoming video game developed by this small UK team called Hello Games. It's an open world, well, open universe, I guess, space game. Pretty much think minecraft in space <laughs> it's also been called this generation spore which i don't think you have played but it's a fun one it's like based on four pillars exploration survival combat and trading where you kind of make your own game and you could do kind of whatever you want and within those realms you get to name discoveries you've made and your name is attached to planets or anything you discover because it's uploaded to this singular what they call it, atlas for all players who play to contribute to very open-ended with a loose story, and it's just an amazing scope. Um, however, anyways, back in October, the developers announced it would be released in June, and June 21st is when it's set to come out in North America. Or so we thought. <laughs> Kotaku, now, okay, mind you, this is Kotaku, reported Wednesday this week that the game will now be delayed, according to a source close to Kotaku, and someone who works at GameStop received marketing materials informing them that the release date has changed since the poster with the June 21st release date was printed and that a coming soon sticker should replace it. There hasn't been any official word from Sony or Hello Games about the status, and the subreddit for No Man's Sky has been hilarious to read with everyone theorizing of, is it going to be delayed? Is it not going to be delayed? What's going on? I'm kind of hoping that it's going to move up into like a launch date closer to E3, but that is such a long shot, and I have my doubts on that one. I don't know, it sounds really interesting. Like, th- I didn't think that it would necessarily be my, like, sort of thing. I do enjoy Minecraft, but more of, like, a sometimes sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, a whenever I'm doing something else at the same time, or, you know, I'm too stressed to focus on something, or if we're playing it together on, like, a server. But you said that there's some sort of thing that everyone adds to. Yeah. So you start in like the the corner of the universe and you can try to make your way into the middle and you go through like each little planet if you want to. The scope of it's amazing. One of the interviews I saw with the developers said that about 99.9% of the worlds out there will never be discovered (laughs) because of how expansive it is. I mean, that's a good enough reason for it to be pushed back, though. Like, if you want it to be just absurdly just open-ended. And and the idea that 99% of it will never be discovered, you know. That just means that everyone's going to be like, and now I'm going to go find everything. <laughs> like, it's happening. I'm going to be the one that does it. Da-da-da. And it's going to be hysterical to watch. No one will be able to do that. You don't even understand. It, it literally is a galaxy in there. No, I know. I just think it'll be funny to watch people try. Oh yeah, that will be hilarious. But I'm like, I'm 
bomb that if it's going to be pushed back. I mean, yeah, I'm but at least they have a good reason game. for it, you know, like in theory. Because it, it sounds like if, if they're trying true. to make it so expansive, then they want it to be really, really good so people can play it forever. And yeah, but, I can't really blame them for that. But if it's like some mistake someone's made, <laughs> maybe they won't uh, get away with that bit. I mean, this game has been was announced like 2013, I believe. And so people have been waiting and mm. waiting. And they've had delays after delays, it seems like, with this game. I'm like, just come out. We're so close. <laughs> You're like, We're ready. We're ready for We're you. We're ready. <laughs> My console is ready. <laughs> oh, gosh. It, it does sound interesting, though. So hopefully it comes out decently soon so I can look at mm-hmm. somebody play it. <laughs> Decide if I want to bother. I think the theory about it, if it actually is delayed is people are thinking probably July or August at most. Mm-hmm. Which, either that or because it's supposed to release in different areas of the world at different times, it's like one day after another after another. Mm-hmm. They could just be combining into one singular day. Which, I could definitely see that just because they're like, hey world, here's No Man's Sky. Enjoy! Yeah, I mean, especially if they want it to be a very expansive, like, everyone contributing universe thing, then everyone can Mm -hmm. just go mad at the same time, which would be fun. You'll have to watch some of the gameplay of it later. It's, it will (laughs) blow your mind at how big this world is. I will be sure to look it up then, but you have a question of the week for us, I think. I do, and it's kind of related to this planetary and expansive universe. Alright then. Do you think there is life on other planets? And if so... Do you think we'll ever get to interact with these aliens? Hmm. Thing is, right, every time someone talks about if there's life on other planets and everything, they always kind of associate it with, like, is there ghosts? Are there, or is there, are there ghosts? I, I'm an English major. I can speak Come English. Come on, English major. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm getting there. I don't graduate <laughs> for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I'm hoping that there are other things somewhere because i feel like if our planet is able to have life right maybe other planets have been lucky enough to have that equation work out because if if the universe is infinite as it's supposed to be surely somewhere in there that equation will come together again but i also don't believe in ghosts i don't like i have never seen proof of it you know and mm-hmm. the whole like the aliens built like temples or whatever or what pyramids and you know stonehenge i'm like maybe they were just really a bunch of people built in a bunch of rocks like i don't know they thought huh i wonder how we can trick people down the road <laughs> i bet it's someone from the future going back in time being like look mate <laughs> i got you <laughs> oh i would be that person <laughs> i Lindsay, know you and i can go back in time and we'll be the people who oh, we stonehenge. obviously would <laughs> like oh, yeah. we would go back and be like and we're gonna introduce dubstep and torture the world <laughs> gonna be the worst oh no i i don't want to be that person (laughs) with that accomplishment i'd rather do something a little more classy (laughs) we could do some of the uh we could start the jazz movement oh (laughs) we could start swing oh yes i love swing anyway okay Lindsay, you and i we're gonna do that we'll find our time (laughs) machine later i mean there's enough time traveling shows on coming this fall that i'm sure we could figure out i mean if there are aliens, maybe they can hook, they can hook us up. So like, we need to be the oh, ones yeah. to find them because otherwise, oh, yeah. we're not going to get that chance. Can you imagine? Right, once time travel becomes a thing, anybody's going to be able to do it. Anyone can live whenever, mess up the world whenever they want to. Like, no one is ever going to want to figure out time travel and share it with people. So we're going to have to like marry a super genius or something and just hope that mm-hmm. whoever they are, they figure out time travel and we can play with it. Or we just need to find the doctor. Oh, I would love that. I would too. Anyways, with aliens, I I hope so. I don't really know. I think it would be so interesting to learn from them, but I also think they would hate us. I think so too. I'm hoping that if they are, we get kind of like a Mass Effect kind of aliens mm. and that kind of interaction because that seems pretty cool. And I'm the sci-fi person. I would. You know what I would actually really love? I would love like. And it sounds. It's going to sound terrible when I start explaining it, but I would love for like the world to start ending and then the aliens like swoop in and save us and then we have this like awesome cohabitation wherever they live that would be cool like if they were like friendly benevolent 
figures. I don't that want them. I don't, me. But I don't want the ones that come and they're like, you know what? We don't like you. We're going to blow up your planet. I would much rather them be nice and save us and then we have to like be nice back. Well, rather of course, than, like, but this is humanity. We're never going to be nice. No, I know, but you know, <laughs> if we get our butts saved, maybe someone will step in and do something. I don't know. That would be nice. Yeah. But I don't. I would just don't want them to blow us up. That's my only request to any aliens that would listening. Why please don't blow me that up. That would be quite nice. Or please, please, like, take me away before you do that, and then blow it up. <laughs> just don't dissect me oh, or mm-mm-mm. those weird experiments. No thanks. But I think it's time now, Lindsay, for our Game of Thrones discussion. So this is the part of the podcast where we are going to break down episode five of season six of Game of Thrones, entitled The Door. So if you haven't caught up with Game of Thrones yet, this is your spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Turn back now because it's going to be too late here in just a couple seconds. Okay. Need, like a countdown timer. <laughs> yes, that or just some theme music. One of these days we will get that. <laughs> but I don't think today is that. Okay, so, like I said, season six, episode five of Game of Thrones, entitled The Door. <sighs> that name just kind of makes me a little sad inside. I know. But I think let's start out just go by going through each scene. I have my... Your handy dandy we notes. We have nine scenes. I have my handy notes. We have nine scenes to go through. Start off, we start the episode off with a recap and then the theme song. <laughs> but then we start out with Sansa meeting Littlefinger with Brie in tow. And he told her about her uncle's army that was getting together again. She blames him for her marriage to Ramsay and rightfully so and all mm. the problems with that. And Littlefinger says he's at her disposal, and I just wanted to know, what is his endgame? I just, something, it, he's so creepy. He is! He's so creepy, because you know, he's just like, oh, cat, you're a piece of cat, you remind me of cat. I'm like, can you not? <laughs> like, please. It's- I feel like he's hoping, because, he, right, he wants to work with this, um, with Snow and Sansa and, like, hook them up so that they can go kick butt and stuff. I feel like all he actually wants in the end of this is either Sansa, which is so creepy, or he wants to, like, be the hand of the king when Jon takes over. Because, like, what else is he getting out of this? Nothing. He doesn't die, maybe, but then if the Lannisters are like, hey, hold up, he could just die anyway. So I feel like he wants power in the end. Why not both? He could have Sansa and be the hand. I mean, he could, but I don't think she'd go for Or even that, he could take the throne. He could, I wouldn't be surprised. Because if he married Sansa, then he would have the Stark name. Yeah, but would she really? I don't think she would. Because she she was talking to him about, like, do you know what Ramsay did to me? And, like, I can tell you what he did. It wasn't pretty, thanks. And I'm certainly not going to recount what happened right here. So, sorry, not sorry to anyone who's listening. Not happening. But... Someone has the theory that she could be pregnant, actually. I don't like that. I don't like that either. But that it would be me, Game like, of Thrones. It would... I would believe it, but it would also make me want to, like, vomit a little bit. Because then he would be like, that kid is my kid, and we're married, so he's not a bastard child, so he gets the Bolton name. Sorry, Starks, none for you. Although, hopefully they just kill him first, which would be great. I mean, I love him as a character just because he's he's that, like, little mysterious secret keeper yeah for sure i just want him to be out of the picture please he just crosses that line a little too much well i mean joffrey did too to be honest like yeah joffrey you love to hate though yeah he was fun to hate that was the thing it was just like i kind of enjoyed getting to just like sass him from the other side of the screen see joffrey i love to hate ramsey i just hate i'm just sick of his plot line which is probably unfair considering it's not actually been going on as long as some of the other ones i just i'm just over it after all this we moved on to aria over at bravo still training to become a faceless man and then told she needs to kill lady crane and after watching the play about her family with lady crane in it I don't think she's ready, but it was like we were back to the first season. She is in, like, the literal spot of when her father was executed again. The thing (laughs) is, right, I feel like Arya is smarter than I've given her credit for up until recently. Because, like, I know that she's very 
Like, she's going to do what she wants. She's very strong-willed. But the fact that she's going through all of this and she's learning the tricks, and it's very clear to me, at least, it, it feels like she has not given up herself at all. So oh, definitely not. Well, that's what I mean. It's like when she watched the play, you could, like, feel it. And she was like, oh, I'm going to kill her with the wine and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this dude over here, they're clearly sleeping around. They don't care what happens to them. They'll drink whatever we give them. It'll be fine. Um, I just feel like she's learning things and then she can just up and leave if she wants to. And they won't really do... They, I mean, they might be mad about it. But I don't think that she's actually going to stick it out. Like, I feel like she's going to learn what she needs either. to and then go kill everybody on her list. And I hope she starts with Ramsey. I don't think like, Ramsey's even on her list. Well, he's gonna be when she finds out what he did to Sansa. Or he should That's be. True. She, I feel like she thinks she's ready, but clearly she's not. She's asking questions about why Lady Crane must die. She's and clearly still has her individuality. Mm. When the whole point of becoming a faceless man is that you are no one. I kind of and like she that she is, is not no like, one. She feels smarter to me for doing that because i feel like if she were to be like you know what i'm gonna actually be a faceless man we wouldn't hear about her anymore like this is true she wouldn't be relevant because she wouldn't be Arya stark anymore she wouldn't be a stark she wouldn't be doing anything to further the plot i feel like everyone knew from the moment that she hid needle away in the rocks that this was never gonna work she will always be Arya stark i hope so like i I don't know. Arya was not one of my favorite characters because she was probably, like, probably because she was too young. She wasn't very developed as a character. But now that she is, like, I just wanted to go kick some butt again. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I miss I miss the listing and stuff. That was fun. So after that, we went over north of the wall to Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven, where we learn about the White Walker's origin and that the children of the forest are the ones who made the White Walkers because they wanted to fight the men who were destroying them. See, that's the thing that can, when I when I originally watched this, I told Rachel like this episode is the most confusing for me, and it's because I didn't realize that the children of the forest were the same people from earlier in the show because they have different oh. look now. I didn't realize that's who that was, and yeah. I was like, who are we? Like, what am I looking at right now? Who is this? I don't know what's happening. And you know, to see like they put the glass stuff into that dude. Who is actually, like, I feel like he must be pretty relevant, whoever he is. Like, I hope we find out more about him. He's the same White Walker, like, the main White Walker dude. No, I know, but I want to know who he was as a person. Like, I want to know what his backstory is, because they're, they kind of messed up, obviously, where they're like, you know what, we're going to make these things to protect us from all these who-mans, except... (laughs) Now that things are killing everybody. <laughs> Human. It's just, it's so fun to say, you know? I feel like that's how dogs picture people, you know? Going like, my who man, my who man, feed me. Like, I don't know. That's no, how I feel I, like it's that's more That's how cats. I hope it is. Because the cats are at war with the who With the humans, with the humans yeah. And the dogs will just serve the humans. You know, maybe the, maybe the children of the forest are what cats would do if they had the ability to perform magic. like if cats had made dogs and then people started liking dogs better like that's what that is but i didn't realize that was them and so uh, the whole episode i was like i don't understand (laughs) like i don't know what's happening Mm. and so then it started making more sense especially toward the end by the way i know i'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit those bomb things were awesome i did yes yes they were they were cool no more jumping the gun we'll get to that point but first, we have to sail to the Iron Islands for the mm. King's Moot. And who will claim the Salt Throne? Wow. We have the claim of Yara and Euron, all the Greyjoys, then the people who are so wishy-washy. They are. Yara, Yara, Euron, Euron. See, I, I heard, and neither of us are reading the books, me because I couldn't, I didn't like the writing style of it, but also I was going to watch the show anyway, and they're massive. But... I heard that in the books, it was a lot less, like, gung-ho for her at the beginning. And um, when the guy showed up, it wasn't really surprising that they took his side. So I liked that. Uh, I liked that she had a little bit more support, even if they are, like, you know, jerks who don't keep their word about anything ever. So they picked Euron as their salt cane, and 
to make them their salt king, they drowned him. That is fascinating. On now purpose. I understand. I understand why they say what is dead cannot die. I never got that. I was like, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? That's so, that's actually really cool to me in a creepy way. Yeah. Like what? what is dead may never die makes so much more sense. It does. But like what happens? It's like a witch burning. That's what it feels like to me. Like if you if you if you live, you can be our king. But I bet they kill so many random people doing that. Yeah, I'm curious of how many people random. I want stats, kings. George. Give me stats. I want those stats. <laughs> Get them to me. Just me. <laughs> yeah, nobody else. I want to know how many people they have killed trying to. And they're all going to be royal people, king. so they're killing people who could be in power. That's so hey, weird. Hey, you have to pay the iron price to become king. Yeah. Man, it's intense. I don't wanna I don't want to. I don't wanna rule anybody over there. They can he can have it. I bet I bet she was hoping while they were like boarding all the boats and like we're gonna sail, I hope they were hoping like maybe he just won't wake up. Like I do I do wonder because you know how he was like, I'm gonna go hang out with the Daenerys and stuff. Like I wonder if he's actually gonna I know, that's what I mean. I wonder if he's actually gonna do that and hopefully get shut down. Because that would be funny to me. Well, I think Theon and Yara are on their way there. Yeah, but that raises the question of did he plant that knowing she would take them down? No, I don't think so. Because I'm kind of hoping a little bit that he was trying to plant the seed. Because I want him to be more clever than he seems, and I don't think he is. But if he's going to be, like, a villain, I need him to be clever, please. I feel like he's just an idiot, honestly. I hope. But I, I, it would be fun either way, but clever villains are more interesting to me. Yes, they are. I don't see Danny going for Euron, so it could be. I could see her going for Yara. Yeah, because you'd be like, you know what, you're a lady friend, we'll hang out, we'll kick butt, that'd be fun. The only problem is they both want the throne. It's true. It's probably going to be one of those, like, alliances like you see, like, on reality shows, you know? Where they're (laughs) like, I'll be friends with you until I have to beat you in the end. Survivor, Big Brother. Big Brother, yeah. Amazing Race. Really any CBS show. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of Danny, we go to her, Jorah, and Dario next, and Jorah finally admits to her that he has grayscale and that he declares his love for Danny. See, I thought he'd said that before. I don't think he's admitted it. I think he's implied though. it. Implied, yes. Like admitted. you know how I feel or some something like that. Because I feel like it wasn't a surprise to me when he said that. Because I thought he had said it before. I think it was probably me imagining that because he's been like you know how I feel or some, you know. It's been the fun memes. Yeah. I mean, sad Jorah. I, I, I honestly, I'm so over it because I find it so funny that Dario's like, you're old, dude. And he's like, yeah, I know I am. But like, I'm in love with her. So what you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm just like, well, I, nothing I apparently. And you know, I, I know in my heart that it's never going to be a thing. I think Danny knows it's never going to be a thing. But she can't. Oh, I know it's but, never going to be a no, thing. No, no, I feel like it's she can't. Great. She can't send him away now that he literally got grayscale coming to get her. Like, well, she admitted it. She can't send him away. Yeah. And she can't take him back. Yeah. But she has demanded that he goes goes and finds a cure. And then comes back because she needs him when she takes back the Seven Kingdoms. Which is fair. And the only. Yeah, and the only person we know who has been cured from Grayscale is Shireen. Hmm. And things didn't turn out very well for her in the end. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was not not great. (laughs) That was not. But does that mean that he's heading towards some of the other characters then? Because maybe he'll hang out with some of our other big players. He could actually have scenes with other people. (laughs) (laughs) Magic. Oh, that would be amazing. Or... Or he turns into a Gendry plotline and... Just disappears forever. Yeah, he'll like Gendry's on the boat. Jorah. Honestly, will be every time, every time I saw Podrick, I don't know where Podrick is. By the way, every time I saw him, I thought of Gendry. Like every time they look so Podrick's similar to me. Podrick's up at the Castle Black. He's been with Bree. Yeah, but we haven't like seen much of him yeah, we lately. Did. I mean, he's he not like doing table. anything. He's just in the background. Yeah, at the he's table, just chilling. Though. But he's there. It's Podrick. So next, we head over just down the road to Marine, where. Tyrion, Varys, Grey Worm, and Missandei are figuring that, are, are trying to figure out how to show the people that Danny is the reason they have freedom and security because the violence has finally ended. So we employ the help of another Red Priestess who's going to use her priest to spread the word, word that Danny is the one who the Lord of Light has sent. And Varys, of course, is a little rather skeptical. But then she tells him things that no one else would know, like the voices he heard 
in the flame when his uh, manhood was disposed of. Which is, I what did she say that there was like some word specifically that they used? And I really want to know what they said. Did she say it outright? I I have to go over. I don't know that, that maybe maybe it was him earlier being like when that happened like they said because what what did they say? That's what I want to know. It's like. But it was the it was the flame talking that that's creepy. But then again, he could have been hallucinating. I don't know. Yeah, but it also could have been because okay, let's let's be real for a sec. Uh, Melisandre literally brought Jon Snow to life. Like that's not really a question at this point because no, there's not. no way that uh, that would have happened otherwise. So legit magic. This is like Harry Potter stuff where like they're talking through the fireplaces. Like this is crazy. <laughs> or. I'm wondering if maybe it's, like, a memory situation where, like, somehow ma- magic can, like, capture words and, like, through fire share that memory or something, which would be cool. Or it could be Bran, Ooh. considering everything also Bran's true. been doing. Bran is the Lord of Light. That would be amazing. Oh, I could I want I could that to be that. a thing forever. That's, that's going to be my, like, headcanon for Bran yes. forever now. <laughs> We can blame everything on him, but he's the Lord of Light, and he's the whole reason everything happened. But we can theorize that a little bit down the road. Anything else about Marine, or you want to move on? Uh, no, I just really want to know what the words were. I feel like they're important. I don't know. Yeah. Someone is, um, oh, who was it? I don't remember. I think I read it on, like, a theorist page or something, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of those. There's a, uh, yeah. There's a, um, there's a question I mean, look at us. about why Varys always says that like he doesn't say that he serves the royal family he says that he serves the realm and i wonder if that means like that piece of land specifically or if he means like the whole world and that's why he hasn't taken sides which could be really interesting oh i thought it was because he wants to do what's best for the entire world see that's what i was hoping it was and in that case you know he could side with danny he could side with iron islands people like he could he probably, like, if, because if Bran can do the things that he thinks he can do, if magic can show him something, <laughs> like, if, I'm not even kidding, if he heard something, because literally, words out of the fire, if he heard something in the fire that was like, look, this is what's going to happen, he could firmly believe that, and he could be following that, which to me means that Varys is extremely important, if he heard something important in the fire that this light lady knows about. Like maybe he'll actually live for a bit longer. Maybe. I mean, I feel like nothing ever really happens to him, which makes me feel like he's secretly important, if that makes sense. He but has his little birds. True. After a little time in Marine, we head back to Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven. And when everyone else is asleep, why not go have a vision? So Bran hooks up with the tree. <laughs> hey, tree. Bran. How you doing? <laughs> Bran has some uh, quality time with the tree (laughs) and sees in his vision the White Walkers. And guess what? The White Walkers can see him and touch him. That felt so weird to me. Like, did that feel cheap to you? It's magic. But because of this, they can get into the base because his mark is on Bran. I'm like, you fool, Bran. You fool. But it just, it feels so, it feels like a cop out, like... I don't know. It feels like a cheap way of getting them to be connected. That felt so weird. Eh, I accepted it. I don't know. I felt like they could have done something more dramatic about it. I'm just... Bran is an idiot. Well, he is, yeah. But now he, everyone has to flee, and he has. To, it's time for him to become the Three-Eyed Raven. And am I ready? Nope. No. <laughs> no, you're not. Clearly you're not. You just had quality time with a tree. No, you're not ready. Very quality time. Because you decided, oh, this is going to be a good idea. I'm too curious. I feel like Bran is one of those dudes that goes to clubs and, like, never, ever, ever gets anybody. And, like, this is him in the Game of Thrones world. Like, if they took one of those people and were like, you know what? You have this power, but you're never going to be able to do it. Have fun. We'll talk more about Bran in a bit. But first, we have to head back to Castle Black and the entire group. I believe Podrick was in this group, are talking about how to take back Winterfell and they need more men. Sansa reveals that she knows about her uncle's army and them retaking Riverrun. Mm. Lies to John when he asks about it. 
which Brie does not approve of. And then we have more about the Tormund and Brie ship. I love it. Oh, those looks. I I'm love it so, so much. on board with that one. I want them to go, like, kick butt together. Yes. That would be great. Brie is not interested, but I am so down for the ship. No, I, I think she'll... I think she'll warm up to it but the thing is right because she's had a lot of people be like you're not a lady you're not attractive blah 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 and like this guy finally is like actually (laughs) by the way so she's obviously not gonna believe it for like a while which is probably oh no don't do that okay my brain just went she's probably gonna finally accept it and then he's gonna die because that's the way of game of thrones and i hate that so much i'm on board with that actually i know but it's just it's sad i feel like it would be good for her in a really like weird twisted way i feel like Tormund's one of those characters who his number's up pretty soon Mm. he just seems like a good candidate to die soon i feel like because he's a wildling and they're more likely to go and be like aggressive about stuff like he's more likely to be front lines like whoopsie well, okay, everything seems to be ramping up towards a Winterfell and Castle Black slash Wildlings battle. Oh, yeah. So, Boltons versus Castle Black and Wildlings. Which plus, means... Plus Littlefinger's home slices, right? Yes, but we're going to have this battle here shortly. Mm. The Starks versus the Boltons. It'll be and good. I feel like the Starks are going to come out on top for this one. I feel like they have once. to at this point, because otherwise, otherwise Ramsay's going to win, and that's going to make me real mad. And Jon Snow would have come back to life for nothing, and I don't think that would fly. Okay, so I think the Starks are going to win on this one, but there are going to be some major casualties on both sides, and I think Tormund's going to be one of the ones that ends up dying from one for this battle. I really hope Ed doesn't. I like him in charge of, um, you Castle know, Black. yeah, I like him in charge. He's cool. He's another candidate. I mean, yeah, but I, I feel like I just personally hope that he doesn't, because I feel like John yeah. sort of needs him, which makes him even more of a candidate to <laughs> Dang it. It's going to be one of those episodes that's going to be a solo battle episode the entire time. Like we had for the Castle Black episode. I've always said I don't like Sansa, right? But now I'm starting to be like, okay, you're adulting. You're all right. Like, at She's least you're in this now. Play She's the playing the game now, yeah. But what you said about people thinking that she might be pregnant, like, it would genuinely kill me if they found out and then the attack happened and something happened to her. I would actually be really upset about that. Like, devastated. Because I just, that would drive me crazy. Have we had a pregnancy um, plot on this show yet? We've had oh, Robs, wait, yes. yeah. We had Robs and but that then... Would, that would be a, that would be sort of a a repeat of the Red Wedding, so they probably wouldn't do that. But it would be fascinating and terrifying at the same time. We had two. We had Rob's, and then we had the Boltons. Because mm. remember, that's why Ramsay killed his dad. True. I don't think they can do that one again. They always say that, like, three times is the most you can do something before it gets old, like a joke or something, so I don't think they would go through with that. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't... I don't. Sansa's never going to be my favorite character or anything, but... I think that, like, I would actually be kind of upset at this point if she died after everything. Like, I'd be, I'd be pretty over it. Mm-hmm. So, after our time at Castle Black, we head back to the tree. <sighs> the Whites and the White Walkers arrive, and... Explain to me the difference piece. again. Okay, Whites are... I don't know the technical terms with all these. Whites are the little, kind of, more creepy soldier dudes. White Walkers are the blue-eyed... The White Walkers are, like, the, like, monstrous, like, snow beasts. And then yes. the, the Whites are the, like, Army. fodder. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, so, rest in peace, Summer, Leaf, the Children of the Forest, Three-Eyed Raven, and Hodor. I, his life, his whole life makes me so sad. Like, everything. Can I be honest here? Hmm. Although I was sad with his death, I was not heartbroken like everyone else was. No. I, I didn't cry. I didn't get, like, teary-eyed. I was angry at Bran. Yes, it's, it's I think It's literally I... Bran's fault. Everything. Literally. His everything... entire life of sadness is Bran's fault. Because we find out that he's kind of able to manipulate time, which is the whole reason that Hodor exists. Hold the door. But the thing is, right, because doesn't the Three-Eyed Raven... Or no, who is it? Someone's like, hey, we need you to... Oh, no, the girl. The, what's her face? 
she's like, hey, get yeah. Hodor, get Hodor or whatever. And so he's like, yeah. hey, fam, I'm going to try and control you while I'm in here, which is ridiculous because that's what really messes him up because he can hear it on both ends. But I think this, the saddest part for me wasn't even actually like when he looks out and they're not in the snow anymore. The saddest part for me was when it registered for him that this was what he had heard back then. Like, I, yeah. I felt like I could see it in his eyes, and that maybe isn't true, but, like, something about his, the way he acted, it made me think that he knew. Like, it's something something registered for him, and that's what I was upset about, not... I, I would have I rather, like, I felt like it would have been kinder for him not to know and just think that, like... I protect this guy. This is what I do. I, I love him. I'm going to protect him. But the idea that he knows that Bran did this all those years ago and he's still going to sacrifice himself, that kills me. Especially, you know how you died or how you're going to die years down the road. Yeah, I think he didn't know exactly when it was, like, leading up to it. But the minute he got there, he was like, oh, this. This mm-hmm. is that thing that Bran forced me into. And I just... it. It sucks so much. Like, I I never knew if he was just, like, an idiot. And, like, it wasn't his fault that he was that way. But he was, like, unable to register certain things. Like, I I don't know. It just, it makes me feel worse to think that he actually was completely cognizant of everything. Like, I don't like that. That makes me feel sad inside. I'm just angry at Bran. Okay, Bran is the new guy that we blame everything in the entire world on. He's our new Alan. Yeah. Dang it, Bran. Dang it, Bran. Hashtag dang it, Bran. <laughs> I'm going to use that every single episode now. This day, if he's not even in the episode, dang it, Bran. I think that's our title for the day. All right. Hashtag dang it, Bran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I just, honestly, if he's not in the episode, dang it, Bran. Look what you've done. I want him to be the Lord of Light so bad. So mm-hmm. bad. God, and that would be such a Martin thing to do as well. Make him completely incapable of doing anything on his own. And then actually, <laughs> let me tell you, you about this Have you heard the dude. other theory? Hmm? That he is the whole reason the war started. The because, war between... Um. So, you know the Mad King? Mm. He supposedly heard voices. <laughs> telling him to burn everyone. And someone has the theory that... Bran was trying to warn him to burn the body so, like, no White Walkers would come. But that got lost in translation, and that the king decided to burn everyone instead. Oh, God, I want that to be true so bad. Everything could be Bran's fault. I want that to be true so badly. Me too. I saw that theory, I'm like, I'm down on that. That would make this, honestly, because the thing is, right... We all know that Martin is very good at storytelling and, or at least tell, coming up with plots and things like that. I don't particularly, like, personally enjoy his writing style, but that's because I'm used to things that are less descriptive. Um, mm. But I feel like I would respect him so much more than I already do if that was the case. Like, he's a crazy person, killing off everybody and making me sad inside. But if that's true, I would just, like, I don't care who else I've read, that would be phenomenal. And whoever came up with that theory, I love them to bits because that's amazing. I'll have to send it to you later. That's it's, the best thing I've ever heard. And It's a pretty epic theory. That makes me feel like a failure at everything I've tried to write in my entire life. Like, <laughs> that makes me so sad inside. But oh, I want that to be true so badly. So to kind of wrap up our discussion for Game of Thrones for the week, favorite and least favorite character of the week? Favorite character of the week. I could start off... I. My favorite character of the week, Tormund, because I'm still on the ship and... <laughs> Didn't we say him last week, too? <laughs> I thought we picked someone else last week. We said the wildling guy. Yep. Okay, <laughs> week two in a row, I don't care, Tormund. <laughs> I like him so much. I I don't know, man. I, I kind of want to say Hodor because he had no choice. And I like that his entire... It's sad because his entire life was in this weird, like, cycle thing. But I also love that even... If if he did know, he knew and he was going to do it anyway, which is fascinating. Or I kind of want to say Bran because he could literally change or cause everything, which is so cool. Because that means he could decide who does what and who wins, which means 
hopefully he just picks John and he's like, you know what? Family, let's do it. That'd or that's be great. Who he think, that's what he thinks he's going to be able to do. But butterfly effect and time traveling never works out the way you think it's going to. True. But, I mean, in the present, he could actually drive people completely insane if that theory is true that he has this power to, like, mess up Hodor. He could mess up <laughs> Danny. He could mess up... Oh my god, please mess up Cersei. That would be amazing. That would be the coolest. She's already messed up enough. But I mean, like, just, oh god, that'd be the coolest thing. Like, it sounds horrible, but like, that would be so cool. I just, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Hodor because I feel bad that he either got stuck with this life or because I'm impressed that he did it anyway. Okay, so least favorite character, me personally, Bran. Really? Everything's his fault. From now on, I, like I said, from now on, I blame Bran for everything. Well, that's the thing. I think he could... I'm just if I, Even if I picked him to be my favorite, I could still find reason to pick him to be my least favorite. Like, none of it is his intention, which makes me want to pick him as, like, a positive figure rather than a negative one. I think... I don't know, man. For my least favorite, I might honestly just pick Three-Eyed Raven because he's a butt and he kind of was like, oh, well, no. He kind of had no choice, really. He had to sort of give it over and give him the, you know, go ahead on everything. Mm. Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm going to pick Dario because he just stood there. <laughs> he just it was like, well, yeah. Awkwardly. Yeah. Okay, we can, <laughs> we can go with Dario, his one little scene, and that he is He's in this so awkward triangle. awkward. Because you know why? You know what bothers me the most? Is, like, before he saw her power, he liked her, which is, like, right on, man. Good for you. But he only really seemed to like her because she was the queen, to be honest. And now he looks terrified of her, which is so funny to me. Hey, I'm gonna pick Dario. I'm gonna pick Hodor and then Dario. So, is there anything else we need to talk about this week? I don't think so. I mean, we kind of went through everything. So, I think that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Confabbed. Every Friday you can join us as we rant, rave, and break down all things in the entertainment world. Links to this week's stories and more can be found on our website, bit.ly slash confabbed. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash confabbed. Until next week, hit us up on Twitter at Rachel the Tall and at Lindsay H. Writes. For now, though, I think let's consider this topic confabbed.